2: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
3: Good morning, football. Hey, it's Good Morning Football. We are live here in New York City Thursday, March 9th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt here, of course, Mike Giardi across from me sitting in Peter Schrager's chair, and then holding things down for Jason McCourty, a rotating cast of characters this week, our star for the day... Bill Safety, Micah. Hi. Oh yeah. How
4: you doing? I'm Dude, great. This is awesome. Thanks so much. So cool. cool. I know. Thank you for having me. I feel so lucky this week. I feel amazing. Yeah. I feel amazing. Finally get on the set, get with you guys, and mm-hmm. talk some ball. Mm-hmm. So Micah,
3: this is not like you are not totally fresh to the television scene. Tell us what you get after in Buffalo to just to, to prepare yeah, yeah, for a moment yeah. like so, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
4: you know, I've been doing some things with Maddie Glab in, in Buffalo, the Eminem show. That um, is the best. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys have uh, probably seen a few clips here mm-hmm. and there, uh, but it's been fun. You know, I had a little extra time on my hands. Mm-hmm with the uh, with miss most of the season with little injury. So mm-hmm. I'll just get in the studio and, and talk some ball in Buffalo. It's incredible. It's It's really
2: cool that he's here. And if you like talking Lamar and Rogers, you're in the right place. (laughs) We got a show for you.
3: you
4: I I assumed that was going to be happening.
3: Yeah. Aaron Jones is supposed to be here all week, but he gets sick of us asking about Aaron Rodgers. So we (laughs) have to call on Micah Hyde, the reserve. Here we go. Uh, Time for the lead block. Lead block. Tom Pellicero. Thank you, Kyle. Tom Mm -hmm. Pellicero, our NFL Network insider, is joining us now. Tom, uh, let's talk quarterbacks before we have to make Micah answer to this. Uh, Please give us the update on the Jets and Aaron Rodgers.
5: Well, Jamie, the NFL world and certainly the quarterback market continues to wait on Aaron Rodgers, who met with Jets officials on Tuesday in California as he tries to work toward a decision on his future. Now, all along, the Packers have believed that if Aaron Rodgers wants to come back to Green Bay for another season and if he is fully bought in, then they want him back, provided that they can have some additional conversation about the direction of the team. However, if Rodgers says he wants to play someplace else, specifically the Jets, the only team that he is known to have met with, then the Packers are open to trading him there. Now, obviously, there's some other complications, all of which assumes that Aaron Rodgers does not retire. If, in fact, there is a trade scenario, then the Packers and Jets would have to work something out under sort of challenging circumstances, given that you'd have a single bidder and Rodgers could veto a trade to any place else by simply saying he's not showing up or refusing to restructure his contract. Meanwhile, the Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, got the franchise tag a couple of days ago, the non-exclusive tag, which allows Lamar to negotiate a deal with other teams, but not until next Wednesday. This is another place where Lamar is at a disadvantage by not having an agent, for one thing. Agents are allowed to be in contact with other teams beginning on Monday for all unrestricted free agents. Also, this is the time where agents would be back channeling things to teams to figure out exactly what the marketplace is going to be. Lamar does not have an agent. His mother is his advisor. This is an opportunity, though, come next Wednesday for him to be able to figure out exactly what the marketplace would be for teams other than the Ravens, who have been trying for a couple of years now to get a long-term deal done. The Giants did get their long-term deal done with their quarterback, Daniel Jones, on Tuesday, a four-year, $160 million deal that is worth up to $195 million with incentives and escalators, many of which are attainable based upon individual performance and making the playoffs for Daniel Jones, of course. $82 $82 million over two years, hard to pass up. The Giants lock in their quarterback. Also were able to use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. GM Joe Shane said on Wednesday that they still want to work out a long-term deal with Barkley as well, guys.
3: Yeah, it's cool to see those two on the Giants together, and we're happy for Daniel Jones. I know the players that sit in this chair to my left are always happy for the players when they get paid, mm-hmm. but it was a wild comparison to see the Lamar Jackson deal not get completed, yeah. and the Daniel Jones one got done in New York. Tom Pelissero, thank you. We'll talk to you in a little bit. So now the Giants have their guy right. for the next couple of years. Daniel Jones spoke to the media for the first time yesterday after reaching an 11th hour deal with the New York Football Giants on Tuesday. Here's <laughs> what Danny Dimes had to say, Danny Dollars, uh, when asked about how <laughs> (laughs) much saquon barkley's situation influenced his own decision making
4: i mean i think it was always my my goal um to be to be back here and and to to be here long term i really enjoyed enjoyed being here i think it's a special place it's a special organization uh to be a part of so it was always my my goal and and uh you know my hope that that we'd find a way to work it out and and that they would would bring me back so i'm excited about that i think you know You know, you go through uh, like with the deal, um, you know, throughout, you know, you go through times you're more confident, times you're less confident. But it was always my my goal and and hope to be back.
3: Well, yeah, if that's what you're going to get paid, I would think that is your goal. It's fantastic. Brian Dable has his offensive backfield set, at least for another season. So how does the NFL coach of the year, Mike Giardi, we'll start with you, take his team to the next level? In the next year or two, as he can only, you would think, he has to go up from here as the Giants head coach.
6: Well, they said in the press conference that there's a lot of meat on that bone, right, with Daniel Jones, that he's just 25 years old, is four years into his career. But he's the very first quarterback that a team has declined the 50 year option on and then gave an extension. Wow. So that just tells you the jump that they felt he made in the last year. And there's a lot of things to like about Daniel Jones. Played every game last year. Lowest interception percentage of any quarterback in the league. First playoff win in 11 years. Mm -hmm. He threw 15 touchdown passes, and he's now making 40-something million dollars a year. So for me and for Brian Dable and for that Giants organization, he's got to go to the next place. This can't be a guy who manages games. And there's nothing wrong, again, with managing games. Now you've got to actually win some football games. Yes. And you know what's going to happen now? No matter what they do at the wide receiver position, which, as we well know, last year, they didn't have a lot of bodies there, didn't have a lot of talent there, that no matter what happens this year, now it's going to be on Daniel. It doesn't matter who you're throwing to. Dude, you're getting paid 40000000 million. You've got to elevate these guys. We've seen it with other quarterbacks that take the the average receiver and turn him into a, a, a better-than-average receiver, and that's how it's going to go for Daniel Jones here. He's got to elevate his game. Um, they were 2-5-1, by the way, in their last eight games. Mm-hmm. So when I look at the Giants, I still say, guys, they need more talent. Yeah. They got to the postseason, but I don't.
4: I wouldn't surprise me if there's a step back this mm. year okay what do you yeah. think I mean I, they got they got Saquon back um, to put around Daniel so, Jones right. you know he just needs a, a supporting cast mm-hmm. um, just to you know kind of protect him obviously Dables was, um, was in Buffalo with me for a while I know you know he's my neighbor uh, in, no in way yeah, like yeah. direct across <laughs> the uh, he state? was like diagonal he was my dad diagonal diagonal. Really? so really? I always saw Dave yeah it's by the house to go for wings the, uh, no we wouldn't <laughs> go for wings and all that but uh, you know I'd see him in passing going to work every day so Dave is my guy he's a creative play caller and you know I know that with Daniel Jones having a support cast around him. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins stepped up, came mm-hmm. from our P Squad last year and, and made a name for himself here in New York. So that was good to see. Shout out to Isaiah. Um, so yeah man, just keep keep you know putting pizzas around him. I think he'll be fine. It's just so charmingly Buffalo that he lived across the street. <laughs>
2: really Did is. you like borrow a cup of sugar? It's <laughs> <Like>, uh, <laughs> so
4: cool. You know, a few times I went over to pick up some uh, some victory cigars for him that he, uh, he, he would nice, leave nice. before the, and he forgot to get before the plane. So, you know, he he had he had. He had,
3: would uh, leave for the Tell plane. Tell
4: the story. What would happen? Yes. <laughs> he would leave to go to the plane. He'd yeah. hey, yo, Micah, call me up. I forgot My victory <laughs> cigars. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to win yeah. this game. I yeah. need them after the game. So I'd run past the house, run to his office, grab them, and, and... Did you get the garage
3: code? No, that's how. The front, the front door. Front, doors open. <laughs> the front, front door. Front it's Orchard Park. The door in Western it's Orchard no. Park. Why would you?
4: God, that is so charming. I yeah, I love it. I love that you're I, here. Yeah, I, lo- I love. You know, I, I love that I'm here too. But I love being in Orchard Park because you can do stuff like that. No doubt.
7: Mm.
2: Um, so I, I'm I'm trying to compare it to you guys when I'm talking about Daniel Jones. A few years back, you guys were starting to do some things. Mm-hmm. Cool young quarterback. Buffalo's uh, getting it going, and it was like. Beat the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. Talk to me when you beat the Patriots. And then you guys did. Yeah. And you yeah. started beating them. I look at Daniel Jones. Beat the Eagles. L- let's go. Yeah. Like, you uh, <laughs> you, you had a nice season. You got better. You stopped fumbling. You beat Kirk Cousins in a big game. Who hasn't? Uh, beat the Eagles. <laughs> wow. Beat the Eagles. I, I mean, that's, let's just that's call it amazing. what it is. And I, th- I come back to what Mike said. You are a sixth overall pick. You are now making $40 million in the biggest media market in the world. The, the big boy pants are on. Yeah. No one thinks it's cute anymore that you went to Duke or that you keep your mouth shut, or that you feel like little Eli. Little Eli in his fifth year, he was 12 wins. Eli was a Pro Bowl. Eli turned into a man in his fifth year. Daniel Jones, are you gonna? Because I'm going to put this out there too. Look at the NFC quarterbacks right now. Brady is gone. I think Rodgers is going to be gone. After Jalen Hurts, who is the best quarterback in the NFC? It, it, listen, we're in... We're, Dak... Cousins, Jesus. Kyler, this weird Brock, Jimmy, situation. Stafford. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't make it be Daniel Jones. Go and jump it. In yep. fact, screw Jalen Hurts. Go and get him. It's just like you guys in the Patriots. Like, yeah. don't come talking to me when you get slapped around by your own division. You make the money. You're the draft pick. You're experienced. Daniel Jones, go beat the Eagles. Go do it. Go, go, go. Close to the Eagles at least once. That'd be progress. Go do it.
3: With all due respect to Isaiah Hodgins, like he, to, in order for him to do that, he has to be able to throw to guys that the Eagles have, which is like an A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. Like, the Giants have to have a heck of a draft. Like, Mm. how much do you think – Dable now he has to. It's almost like his business not taken care of. Now he's got to go to a wide receiver market. Like how much do you think that's hindering this offense?
4: Well, I mean, it's it's a process each and every year. You know, I think each and every year you're going to have a position group that you got to improve on. And I think this year is just the receiver position for the Giants. Mm -hmm. So you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's panic or anything. They made progress last year in Dable's first year as a head coach. Um, And from there they went to the playoffs and now just build off that. And you know. I was I was a part of a, a rebuild in Buffalo, and that's kind of what happened to us. You know, the first year we made it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and there, and then after that, you got you got to take a step back and realize how to improve the team, and, mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing right now in this receiver position. Speaking of this,
2: everybody talks about this. Daniel Jones is just like Josh Allen. He's big. He runs around. He's got Dable. <laughs> is smile. that like insane or like maybe give him some time? Maybe a, he's
4: there. I'm a big Josh Allen fan. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I'm a little biased. Um, I listen. I think that Josh is uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Daniel Jones is is, is solid too. Um, let's, see how he, let's see how he shapes up after, after this season. you got a big contract. I think confidence is the key in this league, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes confidence comes in a big contract like that. So let's see what he can do with a uh, head coach that is going to give him some more confidence, get some more weapons around him, and let's see what happens. Mm.
3: How much did Stefan Diggs, do you think, advance Josh Allen?
4: A lot. Mm-hmm. A That's lot. what he needs. A lot, because Diggs is just that, he's that, he's that alpha male. He's yeah. that number one receiver that just you know, just comes in every day and wants to compete and wants the ball. And so when you have a guy like that and Josh is trying to get him the ball, it just gives Josh more confidence. So uh, Diggs definitely helped out Josh.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt
7: Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't.
3: This is awesome. Back at Good Morning Football, we've got Bills safety Micah Hyde with us in studio for the rest of the week. He can't leave. Like this is it. We have to have somebody fill the chair. Yeah. <laughs> You're here. Now you just uh, can't we leave know. Him, okay? I know, right? <laughs> uh, we'll find you. Uh, we know. Eventually, we've got to ask him for all the inside scoop uh, on Buffalo. Uh, this is the time. You know, when Devin McCourty was here, he felt compelled to wear a Patriots hoodie while he did his state of the yeah. Patriots. Yeah. You're good. You feel confident in what you got going on? i good. I'm All right. Good. Yeah, I'm good. Let's yeah, go. State yeah, of the Bills. he makes
2: me look Thank like you. a schlub. State
6: state I mean, league.
3: I am. So, not your best look Mike, yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking. calling
2: it. Thank like, you. Appreciate it. It. Thank appreciate it. It. The contrast here is tough. He's yeah, trying what are to emulate
3: Peter Schrager. I wouldn't aim higher. Sorry, Peter. Let's start off with your quarterback, Mike, Josh Allen. We just talked about him last block, but let's... Let's focus on him. He's one of the best quarterbacks, if not in the AFC. Um, you've been with him for his whole career. Yeah. What makes him so special?
4: Uh, I think just the person. I think when he walks in the building every day, um, he gives everybody confidence that we're gonna have, we're gonna have a shot to grow out each and every Sunday and win. And so uh, Josh is a, spe- a special person, man. He, uh, um, I share a story with people all the time that he was the first person at my daughter's one year old birthday party, <laughs> first person and one of the last to leave. And that's something that you don't you don't see all the time. Um, you know, just. Josh Allen going out there, doing it with his arm, doing it with his legs, leadership um, each and every week. So I love Josh. Like I said, I'm a a little biased.
1: Mm.
2: There's a sense with Josh, and this is a fan perspective, that especially after the season ended, that, you know, the Bills offense has got digs, has got this and that, but it's like, Josh go be Superman yeah. and do be Superman every drive and every play and save us Josh and sometimes he can't sometimes he can't what's your response to that to so the fans who say that
4: uh, you know Josh I feel like each and every game he goes out there it's um, Josh Allen for the first time in NFL history did this <laughs> or Josh Allen yeah. for the you know since 1990 is the first person to do that so he's doing everything he can mm-hmm. I think it falls more on us uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know defense making more plays special teams um, everybody just doing your job. It's not Josh Allen. Uh, sh- it's not the Josh Allen show. It's, it's everybody. So mm-hmm. I think everyone has to kind of pick it up.
2: We, uh, we, we look at how the season ended, but also just the entire season, which was great. And I know you were hurt, but they did some incredible things. Yeah. And Allen and Diggs did incredible things. Um, it ended against Cincinnati, and there was a moment that was everywhere, that mm-hmm. everyone saw in which there was a fourth down, which Josh threw to Gabe and missed him. And Diggs was pissed. And we know he's a competitor. That's yeah. what Josh said afterwards.
4: What's your take on this? Hey, that's that's Diggs, man. He's a competitor. He's a competitor. And, I, you know, I, come, like I said, coming in to, to, to work every single day, uh, Diggs wants to compete. And he does an amazing job uh, doing just that. You know, he's the alpha male. He, he He's a dog. That's, that's his mentality. So he wants to rock, and um, he's a competitor. I feel like if he was not complaining and, mm-hmm. you know, he – we lost that game and we all sail off into the sunset, on, into the offseason, mm-hmm. um, you know, that'd probably be a problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a competitor and he wants to win, so.
6: so they're outside the locker room and like 30 seconds after the game, yeah. he's yeah. barging out the door in yeah. shorts. Duke Johnson goes and reels him back yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, there is there is something to that passion. I wonder though sometimes if he can, you got to reel it in just well, a little I, bit?
4: As a, as, a, as a locker room, and as an organization, we understand Diggs. We know, you know, we know what type of person he is. So nobody's panicking. Nobody's worried about that. I know Diggs personally, and I know he's a competitor, and we talk junkie every day in practice. That's just how he is.
2: That's a great take. We know him as a locker room. Try to tell us, because all of us, everybody watching doesn't know. What, what do you guys know that we don't? About, about Diggs. Him. Yeah, about yeah, Diggs. About I'm Diggs. Saying like, like, he wants to
4: win. I mean, yeah. you guys know that. He wants to win. He's, he's a competitor. He, that's, that's how he is every single day. And if, he, if we're playing cards in the locker room or if we're doing whatever, he wants to win. So mm-hmm. that's the type of teammate I want in my, in my corner each and every week, and, and that's him. I want to hear stories about him
6: and Josh playing video games again online like they were when Diggs first came over. Mm-hmm. I think that'll, that'll smooth yeah. it over for everybody. Yeah. Everybody feel good about that. I think everybody needs to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. You're yeah, like even me. Yeah. Um, free agency. Coming up real soon here, you got two big defensive standouts. Yes. Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer. Mm-hmm. both headed to free agency. Both look like they're going to explore
4: the market. Um, what happens yeah. to your defense if those two guys are both coming? Uh, you know, it's, um, it's a part of the business. I think we all understand it. Uh, you know, I, I got to Buffalo in 2017 with Poe, and we've done tremendous things. And since then, we said, you know, let's, let's kind of change this thing for our own careers and also for this organization. Mm-hmm. We're able to do so. Um, so it's tough. It's tough. You know, obviously I want Maine. I want Poe. I want everybody to come back so we can run this thing back again. But I understand it's an organization and or I understand it's a business and as an organization they're going to do what's best for them and for, you know, Poe he's going to do what's best for him and his family. So, I mean, even Maine. So, um, you know, I, I want them back but at the same time I understand it's a business. Poe's mm. making googly eyes at Say the Dolphins. Do you get on the phone and be like, dude, come on?
6: I mean if you're gonna go <laughs> anywhere, so, can you not go to Miami? Listen, you gotta
4: win the division. Listen, man, I want him in Buffalo. Let's just say yes. that. But if you were to go anywhere, um, I want him to be happy and he already has a place down in Miami, so mm. let's uh I
3: think if anywhere you're gonna have to go to Albany and lobby for a less of a state income tax, if that's no. the yes. Yes. Jordan Don't yes. <laughs> go there, <laughs> you go to Albany. Exactly. Um let's talk about Leslie Fraser, one of the most liked mm-hmm. guys in the league. He announced that he would take the year off from being your defensive coordinator in 2023 mm-hmm. we hope he's doing well um since the announcement what has the text the group chat been like like how do you guys make sure that you essentially hold the standard that leslie Frazier established for yeah, the Buffalo defense? well i
4: think that's a, that's a great question holding the standard you know i think Frazier each and every day he was never too high never too low you know after a loss it was always about you know what what can we do better um, and then after a win it was also like okay you know we did some positive things but let's see what we did wrong and try to fix it you know going into next week so Never too high, never too low. Former player, and I think that kind of played into his mindset each and every week, not not get too, you know, high with the media and all that type of stuff. So um, it's definitely going to be a personality that we have to try to replace. Mm. Um, and, and you know, it's going to be hard to do. Fraze was was amazing each and every day being in front of us talking ball and, since I got to Buffalo, he's been there helping helping this defense win games. Mm. Can I ask one last pressing question? Tell us about your one-year-old's birthday party. What do we have? Characters, cake? Box. What do we have? Tell box. us about that party. I bet it was great. Uh, oh, my wife threw a, she threw a hell of a party. Uh, <laughs> she did. It was at our house in, in Orchard Park. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had the little the little shack out front with the ice cream. and Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, I forget what the theme was. Um, it's right. it, Some sparkles, ice cream. Great. Sparkles and well, ice I'm cream. I'm angling yeah, for... I like think it. we're angling yeah. for an invite yeah. for the next yeah. one. Yeah. 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 yeah, we got you. Yeah. We're ready to come ahead. by from across the street? No, he, he was already gone. <laughs> oh, he already gone. damn. Or else he would have. He
3: was right. for
2: sure with For sure. All right. would have. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
3: Um. I just, lastly, since this the state of the Bills, I just really wanted to hear your perspective on what the team went through in January with DeMar Hamlin. And just because that... I think to anyone who maybe had just kind of clipped into the bills in that moment, mm-hmm. it kind of became America's team just for a week there where everyone yeah. was rallying behind you guys. What was that like to be on the inside of that and to be around such a, such an event?
4: Uh, it's still, it's still kind of hard to even put into pieces about, you know, what kind of happened. Yeah. Um, you know, it all happened so fast and, um, just from seeing the play and seeing how amazing the medical staff was mm-hmm. to get out there and, and, you know, save his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, weeks after that, having D. Ham come back and just, mm-hmm. I remember telling my wife right after that happened, I got back from, we got back from Cincinnati and, you know, she was there to, to greet me in the house. And I was just like, I just want to give D. Ham a hug. Mm-hmm. You know, because we all had no idea what was going on. Yep. Um, just like the rest of the world, we had no idea. And so I just wanted to give him a hug. So the first thing he did when he came into the building, I just gave him a big hug and it was just, it was amazing to see him back and just healthy and um, just continuing to make progress. And um, yeah, we went through some, some crazy things this year, yeah. D. Ham being at the top of the list, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm glad to see he's doing a lot better.
3: And essentially, what Aaron Jones started doing was he started just turning to the camera and pleading please, to his quarterback, come back yes. to stay in Green Bay. Take a listen.
2: Come back to the hey. Packers. We got everything we need. We're right pump. there. We didn't start off the way we wanted to last year, but we picked it up. You know, you're a huge part of that. Our leader, we got it going. Lost the last game uh, to get into the playoffs, but we got everything we need. Let's, let's, get, let's bring one back to Green Bay. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. That was his love letter, an ode <laughs> to Aaron Rodgers, because you could tell he was getting a little bit more tense as the reports were coming out. That the yeah, Jets it was were getting fine. real. Yeah, it was getting real for him. Um, what do you make of all this?
4: Uh, to be honest, <laughs> yes. can I be honest? Yeah, Jeez. come on. I love I love twelve. That's my guy. Yeah. Um, I love him. You know, whatever decision he makes, obviously gonna be best for him. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna sit back and, and wait this thing out. Um, you know, I, I gotta get back on the field. I gotta rehab and do all that type of stuff. So, uh, myself personally, but I guess when it comes to to if Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets, and all that type of stuff. You know, we'll see when it happens. All right, but he's coming for the food on your guy's table when he comes to the Jets. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, for sure. The the, the context here is... Look, the quarterbacks have been pretty terrible in the AFC East for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. even to the point where there was this great report that Josh recruited Vaughn by being like, hey, do you want to play against Zach Wilson and so-and-so <laughs> and so-and-so? All right, now, like, the baddest man on the planet is coming to the AFC East. You yeah. will play him at least twice a year. Mm-hmm. You're a safety. He's coming right at you. Yes, it's a chess
4: match. You're going to uh, sit there and let, let it unfold now? What do you no, think? I man, It's going to be it's gonna be <laughs> exciting, but it, he's not in New York yet is what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I've i had... Uh, some some time playing in Green Bay against uh, against Aaron, uh, my boy Poe picked him off a few years ago. Mm. <laughs> we went up to, to Lambeau. I, I need that one. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say that right now. I would love to get an Aaron Rodgers uh, <laughs> interception. You don't have one. Put that thing in a trophy case. Mm-hmm. Um, so twelve. If you if you see this, um,
3: this is your love, love letter. <laughs>
4: yeah, this is my love letter. Let me get a pick. Let <laughs> <except for laughs> me get a pick.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, Mike. What do you got? Come on, get in there. S-
3: so.
6: I guess, having been around him for a little bit, what can you tell us about him? Because we sit here from the outside now, and he's going into, you know, whatever, the dark rooms there for four days, and who knows what's happening there, and he's got all these different views on life, which is fine. Everybody can see things the way they want. But what did you feel like, as a teammate of his— and what was he like then? Because if you're in the locker room, is he
4: a different guy than the guy that he's projecting to us in the media? He's a, he's a, he's a great person. Uh, he's a loving, great person. Um, that's just, As a teammate, he's one of the best teammates I've ever had. Um, and I think that, you know, if, if someone is in the limelight and someone has the cameras on them 24-7, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of hard to show your personality, everybody that you don't want to see who you are. You know what I'm saying? So when you're in a locker room with somebody and, um, well, when he's in a locker room with us and, you know, his teammates and, you know, you're playing games together and you're going out there every Sunday and you're, you know, going to war together, then it's a lot easier to open up. So he's he's definitely opening up to, to his teammates, but to the media, I think it's a little bit different. you think he's trolling us? He said, you said what? Trolling us. Do you think he's trolling yeah, us a little it, bit? There might be a little bit of that in <laughs> there. Uh, for sure, there might be a little bit of that.
3: He's a loving, great, petty person. Like, why do you think he wants to do this? Like, because truth be told, he doesn't even have to involve us in, and by us, I mean everyone who has to, feels obligated to talk about this every day he doesn't have to include people in this conversation. Why does he go out there every week and say, am now I'm going to go in a darkness retreat. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to think about this. And then he returns from the darkness, but doesn't really say much. Like, why does he feel the need to bring us in? Like, put, but he's going to, he's essentially putting his arm around us and saying, I'm not going to tell you anything. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. What is that about him? Uh,
4: you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I can't answer that. Uh, but I know that, um, he definitely wants his space to think about some decisions that he has to make. And, from there, that's all I can say. Mm. I, I'm not sure as to anything going on with the media and all that type of stuff. I just know that my experience with 12 and getting to know him while I was in, in Green Bay and even you know throughout the last couple of years just you know, interactions with him, um, I haven't met anybody better. Mm. Um, I think he does a lot of media because I think he enjoys doing it. That's my
2: takeaway. I think he likes doing interviews. I think he has a lot of opinions and he likes sharing them. And he's an incredible interview. Um, it's about the football. So if people don't know... Mike was drafted by the Packers. He spent four years there as his yeah. teammate. Um, if the idea is, let's say he comes to the Jets, then you're going to be clocked into that, like, massive something-to-prove Rodgers. You know, it's, it's similar to it's Brady going to the Bucs. Like, I don't have Belichick anymore. I'm going to do yeah. this on my own terms. And it's perfect because, again, you're in his own division. Knowing him like you do as a person, as a player,
4: what type of Rodgers shows up to New York, especially between the ears? A hungry one. Mm. A hungry one. Um, I think that, you know... With what's going on right now and everyone on his back about make a decision, make a decision, everything that you were just saying, he, he'll be hungry. Uh-huh. I'm confident in that. I know what type of person he is, and um, there was plenty of years in Green Bay where we're you know our backs were against the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the, the one year he said relax mm-hmm. and all this type of stuff. We yeah. went and won eight straight. Made we can best. run the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah we the can. And you table. guys yeah, did. Yeah, and went won eight straight or something like that. Went to the NFC Championship game and and fell you know fell a little short, but. Um, when Aaron Rodgers is back against the wall, that's when he's best. You never know what he might do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him in practice, you know, no-look passes, mm-hmm. doing all this type of stuff. Like, he's hes one of the best, you know, ever for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, game planning for, for a guy like that, even late in his career like this, it's, it's hard to do. Mm.
3: Is the Nathaniel Hackett-Aaron Rodgers experience as lethal as people like to make it seem to be because that pitch is kind of what everyone's saying, like, here comes Mariano Rivera, a hackett coming off the plane yeah, in yeah. California and like that's he's gonna go get his guy. Like, is that connection as real as is being interpreted? Well I
4: mean anytime you, you have a quarterback in an offensive corner that have some you know experience calling plays and No, we're, no.
3: Were they good together?
4: It's not an <laughs> any, Yeah, yeah, you know, I just feel like from from me being on outside looking yeah. looking at their relationship. Yeah. 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 Um, you know I feel like they were able to to do some great things. So yeah. Um, you know, if I'm Nathaniel Hackett I'm trying to go get that too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a fascination with the cult of personality that Mike was talking about. Mm-hmm. Rogers has let's call them eccentricities. You know, he's a different thinker. W- was he like that? You were with him years ago. Yeah. Was he in the locker room talking about it, it, conspiracy theories or aliens or whatever the things that he's into? Like, or does that come later? You
4: know what? On, bro, it, I, I think I think everybody would be surprised that you know whatever you guys talk about at breakfast. Yeah, that's what we talk about. Uh-huh. If, if we see something in the news about UFOs, yeah, uh, we're talking about it. Everybody's uh-huh. like that, so it's not it's not anything out of the norm for. But us. no
2: no one. I mean look. We're not all doing the darkness retreat. That yeah, is a different sure. level of eccentric. Yeah. Was that around when you were there? And that's maybe a late development thing no. since you've been gone?
4: Uh, yeah, I think that's just maybe something that has helped him throughout the years um, get to where he's at. Yeah. And so, you know, I have my own stuff that I do off the field to kind of get my mind right and and um, push myself forward and, and you know, to, to be a better football player, a better, you know, whatever. So, same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm.
3: And now you know how Aaron Jones felt. Aaron Jones.
4: Felt oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron, like, shout <laughs> out to Aaron Jones, man. 33 for the build, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly.
1: You got you.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,
3: Let's check in with what else is going on in the sports world because it's not all about Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes it's about Trevor Lawrence. The PGA Tour is hosting the Players' Championship this weekend just outside Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence and his wife, Marissa, were in town. Uh, You can watch the Players' Championship starting today on ESPN Plus and the Golf Channel. Trevor got to meet some of the best golfers in the world and got a standing ovation from the crowd. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's awesome. It's fun to do stuff like that, I'm sure, in your off-season. to check off a couple bucket list items. Yeah. So we wanted to dip into yeah. the bucket list sporting event items. Uh, Giardi, if you had to pick something to check off your bucket list, what would it be?
6: So, humble brag, is I've been able to cover, like, pretty much every major event. Super Bowls, World Series, yeah. Stanley Cup, wow. NBA Finals. So I went off the board a little bit here. The Pipeline Championship in surfing. You're taking me someplace warm. Okay. I love the beach. I love surfing. I'm not good at it, but I love it. Hard. And these guys are unbelievable athletes. The things they can do on that board are crazy. I mean, I got a Corona. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, yeah.
2: give me a drink with
6: an umbrella in that. it. I am living good.
2: You got fresh lime in that Corona? Yeah, yeah, you got to. I love it. To tip it. Well, I got something wildly different. Do you guys know what the Cooper's Hill cheese roll is? <laughs> if you go to Gloucester, England, oh. I'm not making this up, there's a hill and there's a roll of cheese, and they've done it for 800 years and roll the pictures. They run it down the hill, and then a group of, I think, what we call imbeciles run down, fall, break their necks, break their souls, trying to chase the cheese wheel which is at the bottom there. They scream, they fall, everyone laughs at them. I'm telling you, YouTube this sucker, it is the stupidest thing you will ever see, and I want to be there just absolutely smashed, I mean, with family, on the sideline.
4: Whoever the first person is down the hill gets the cheese. That guy's the oh, blur. Nice. Michael, what do you want to go to? Uh, I'm going to go Masters. I'm not fortunate Like you, you know, attend everything. I would say the Masters and I got to give a special shout-out. Zach Johnson, fellow Hawkeye, 2007, Oh! winner. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you go Oh, next month hey, kids uh, <laughs> two and a yeah. one year old we talked about yeah this. I hear you, I <laughs> hear you. a little difficult uh, you know. we'll get there we're barely, <laughs> I barely got here I that's true I hear that so glad you did I make deals <laughs> every
3: couple years <laughs> I mean, uh, we're gifted the Olympics and like there are yeah. some epic events like in history like I'd love to be at the pool I'd be at the track but, like I would love to see like the Olympic all around in gymnastics oh yeah uh, Allie Raisman uh, is a good friend of mine, and if I had known her when she was competing, I would have loved to have been there. I only know her on the back end, but I essentially make her tell me stories at times because the competition is unbelievable, and the athleticism is off the charts, and uh, I can't wait for the next Summer Olympics. Boston girl. Boston girl.
0: Raisman coming in here. She's coming coming to football. Let's do it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.